Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! All right, good morning, Southern Middle Tennessee. My name is Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three. It is a cold and chilly Tuesday morning here in Southern Middle Tennessee. I had frost on the windshield this morning, and I suspect most of you did. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, good morning. Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. I bet you have frost out there on the... I did. Yes, yeah. sir. There we go. Wasn't as bad as yesterday morning, I don't think, though. So I agree. I agree. Not as bad, but still. Still, still having to get out there and start the car... Get get the windshield defrosted. Either that or do a suicide run. To the, <laughs> look, yeah. look through a little hole in the windshield. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, right. Not good. Not a good idea at all. No. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York, how are you? Good morning, Dale. Good morning, everybody. How well you got frost out your way? Oh, man, it's frost all over the place. Frost on the pumpkin. There we go. It's time. You know, the pumpkins have come and gone, but the frost is here. <laughs> <laughs> the... Uh, all right, it's regular, that time of year. It is. It's winter. Regular special guest dude, uh, Jerry Bridenbell. How are you? Good morning, everybody. Very good to be here. And I'll give you a little tip on your frost. Use your windshield washer fluid. I got, yeah. That'll cut through it. I, yep, yep, yep. The uh, You have to get that no-freeze kind. Yeah. And what, what I always forget to do is before I get my oil changed is to pour the no-freeze kind into the... Uh, you know the the reservoir there. Right. Well, if I don't do that though, then the oil change people just put water in there, and so it yeah, it's just a, a little discipline would <laughs> pay off there. <coughs> Regular special guest dude, native son of Columbia, favorite son of Columbia, nineteen seventy seven graduate, Columbia Central High. Ron Hart, I think, is with us. You with us, Ron? Good morning. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, yeah, I can't see you, but I can hear you. Yeah, let me try to figure this thing out. Yeah, I got a little computer problem this morning. Yes. There you go. Maybe this better. Uh, no, that didn't do it either. Start video. I'll there help you. Go. I'll help you. All right, Clayton's going to help you out. Yeah, start video. Okay, I got you. I hear you. There, there we go. go. There we go. Good uh, morning. Good morning. Good to have you. Where, where are you? Are you in Chattanooga these days? Yep. We did line up a couple legacy parties. Saw your saw your boy Hennessy's brother um, down there, Robert. So, having moved to Chattanooga last year or two, most of my Christmas stuff is down in Buckhead. So I've run down there with my guns. Someone rides a shotgun with me. On her <laughs> what What were you writing about this week that uh, you could send somebody to the Lenox Mall with an apple bag and they were? Yeah, what? Survivor Atlanta. He's, he's a contestant. Driven uh, show, I pitched to the to Hollywood that where uh, you give an apple bag to someone and see if they can make it their car at Lenox, Lenox Mall. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's the truth, and it's so sad that I mean, when you and I were growing up, people would you know go to Atlanta to go shopping, to get away, to go to nice restaurants, that kind of thing. You don't hear anybody going to Atlanta. Yeah, anymore. we went to Umi last night at dinner before this party, and there was there was a policeman, Atlanta policeman, they hired off duty right at the front door. I mean, I guess somebody could come in there with a gun and you know get a lot of watches and wallets and about five minutes of the customer base there. But uh, yeah, you know, I, I'd never seen that before. I remarked to Heather about that. I mean, it's just had this gotten maybe it's good that they're doing that. It'll tamp crime down, but you pretty much. The police have pretty much told you down there you're on your own. I bought air, you know, I got my boat stolen, and and uh, I bought AirPods. I mean, because Air Tags for everything. I, I'm just taking on my own. Put Air Tags in my car and my backpack, and you know, if I get stolen, I chase them down vigilante style. Oh, be careful! Now they did find your boat though, didn't they, Ron? Yeah, found down in Ringgold, Georgia, at the uh, Seventy Adventist Church down there in the parking lot. So yeah, we put heat on. We got their tags from a neighborhood. Watch camera, which I just, I'd encourage everyone to do neighborhood watch cameras. I mean, getting somebody's tag number coming and going, that, that's a big help to the police, mm-hmm. you know. And then uh, we traced it down, chased them around, interviewed, cop interviewed uh, the one of the owners of the car, put enough heat on them. They just dropped the boat on the, on the parking lot and ran away. So they knew the heat was on them, so they, they dropped it off. 
Well, one of the difficulties, too, and my friends in Memphis tell me about this. I mean, in Fulton County and in Shelburne County, uh, you know, particularly if the victim of the crime is white, you, you're just not going to get a verdict. It's, it, right. It's not going to happen. And they're, too much, they're too busy chasing down Trump for, for making a phone call to the Secretary of State. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's just that's just a reality. And uh, so uh, the take-home lesson, though, is, you know, unless you can, I mean, unless you can go in Mexico-style with the private security, the private armies, that kind of thing, uh, just don't go, you know. Yeah, you don't, you it's don't, true. I wouldn't go to Buckhead. Yeah, you don't need to be there. It was early, no traffic going down there, too. I'd, I'd plan on decent amount of traffic, usually holiday traffic's around, you know, Peace Street. Buckhead and Lennox and Phillips Mall, there was nothing there. It was just, and I know it's a little bit of an Amazon effect. I get that too. Usually people go there for other reasons. So it's just not good, you know. And it's kind of funny the last 20, 30 years with the traffic being bad, a lot of people have moved back to the city from the suburbs. Now that, that trend is reversed, which I don't think is good for, good for anything, really. People should live in the city, but people are moving now to Alpharetta, Milton, uh, you know, suburban areas where it's safe. Yeah. Oh well, I mean it's it's the way Atlanta's changed over the years is uh, is we're aware of it. Um, let's see. Oh, the other thing I wanted to ask you about, Ron, though, is uh, we had a group I was talking over. I guess it was last weekend. A, a large number of kids, and Jerry, you may be able to know about this as well. That uh, a large number of kids in recent years have been attending uh, University of Tennessee at Chattanooga from the Columbia Murray County area. And what we're noticing is those kids tend to stay. They choose to live uh, after they graduate from UT Chattanooga. Uh, yeah. Large numbers. It's a great of- town. Chattanooga's a great. Yeah, I look around the South. I traveled the South for Goldman Sachs for 35 years and, you know, Wall Street. And I saw every town in the South. And I tell you, Chattanooga's got more of the good stuff that you need to live than any town I've ever been to. So, you know, my kids moved here. I moved here. I mean, it's, it's a good life. You know, in Chattanooga, close to Nashville, close to Atlanta, if you need to get there, rivers, beautiful mountains, good demographic, you know, zero income tax, of course. Good restaurants, big restaurants that are, that are high quality restaurants where, you know, I love Columbia and, and you're getting there, but the restaurant scene and so, you know, so Chattanooga is right in that little sweet spot for me at least, you know. The only right. problem is air travel. Well, these kids graduating from UT Chattanooga are they're they're choosing to stay and make their lives there, their careers. Uh, I, yeah, when I went to Memphis State, Memphis State back in the day, uh, Murray County was the second biggest county uh, for Memphis State back then in the day because a lot of people, you know, Peter Hudson, you know, Gene Barr, all those guys had gone, yeah. you know, Memphis. I remember from there, and yeah, and then there were SAEs over there and had a good time. Now. I think those same kids are going to UTC instead of University of Memphis because I guess maybe the crime, that whatever the reason is, you know, some are still going to the University of Memphis, but not as many as they as, from Columbia as they used to. And uh, uh, you know, uh, Epps Jones, and you know, there are a lot of people that, that went over there. Oh, I know, yeah, to school in Columbia. So uh, yeah, it was a it was a great run, and the UTC and maybe MTSU to some degree has, has supplanted that. As a, as a as a big draw for you know country kid from a small town like Columbia wanting to get away and go to a big city, and, well, and I wonder if that's not really uh, true as a trend for I think Chattanooga is the smallest of the four major cities in Tennessee. It, it's beautiful over there. It's it's probably my favorite city to visit over the years but i wonder if that's not true for other towns for example bowling green has western kentucky um and it's it's a beautiful campus up there and tucked away in southern kentucky and it, it i can see kids going up there and just deciding yeah. to stay they're still close to tennessee uh still close to home but it's a nice little town yeah there's a if you look at demographics of retirement a lot of people like to retire in college towns like oxford mississippi uh, you know, uh, Athens, Tennessee, and the like. They're usually pretty good sized towns with a lot with a nice restaurant scene and a university by definition to there. So you see a lot of people that like to retire into into college towns. So there's no intellectual stimulation there, along with kind of bucolic. Uh, most of them are in small town. All SEC schools almost. Nashville is the biggest town uh, for any SEC school, which is Vanderbilt, which is kind of an outlier for the SEC schools. But think of Starkville, Mississippi, and Oxford, Mississippi, and you know Columbia, Missouri, and where the SEC schools are, College Station. Uh, that's where people kind of like to retire. Somebody went to school there, and they're kind of reliving their 
college days by moving back there, but that's been a big draw as well. And with the internet, with the online working from home and internet, et cetera, you can pretty much be, you know, at least geographically less constrained as in, in, than, than in the past. Okay, Ron, in your column this week, which is in Main Street, Murray, um, you talk about uh, three things that um, you think Americans ought to have more conversations about. One of them is crime and safety. Uh, the next is economics. And the next is wars of choice, stupid wars of choice that run up our $32 trillion deficit, as you phrase it. Uh, so I guess number one on the list is um, crime and safety. What do we need to be yeah, talking t- about? Yeah, we touched on it. You know, uh, uh, I jokingly say that uh, Joe Biden went out to San Francisco to attend a funeral of another Target store out there. Uh, you know, the, the crime in these big cities has really become a problem. We touched on it. Atlanta and, and Memphis and certainly California towns, people are leaving these towns and, and it's not good. What's left is people living on the street, drugs, you know, it's just not good. And Nashville has tinges of that. I, I, every time I go to Nashville, it seems like there's, there's a reasonably big homeless population <clears throat> hanging around Nashville as well with a Democrat you know, mayor. And that woman's actually running the, the next Democrat mayor that got caught with her, with her driver in the back seat or whatever. Is she running for Congress or something up there? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She's running against uh, Marsha for Senate, isn't she? Oh, that was she doing? Okay. Uh, Gloria, uh, Gloria Johnson, I know, is okay. one of the Tennessee okay. Three. But yeah, I think Ron's talking about Megan Barry. Yeah. Yeah, Megan, yeah. Megan Barry. What's she, That's right. She's running for Congress. Right. Yeah. She's going to run against Mark Green. That's it. That's okay. it. She's yeah. challenging Mark Green. I think she's just being held out as a sacrificial lamb for this run is what it is. Yeah, I mean, there's pretty pretty Republican district. Yes. Solid. That, okay, that, that's one of the three, you know, remember Davidson County, Ron, used to be a, a single district, and so they they carved it up like a, a three-piece pizza uh, and uh, created three Republican districts by, of course, Mark Green's district is, extends into downtown Nashville, but also gets the Clarksville area, Ashland City, heavily Republican areas. Uh, then uh, I believe Scott Desjolais' district uh, extends from downtown Nashville out into uh, Rutherford County and and Bedford County and other heavily Republican places, making it a Republican district. And then uh, Andy Ogle's district it, it takes in Southern Davidson County, but also Murray County, Marshall, Lewis, and others uh, heavily Williamson. Making, Wilson, yeah, Wilson, mm-hmm. making it a heavily Republican district. Uh, yeah, and so far, well, the, yeah, the t- yeah, it seems like, well, I'll start off with, and Mr. York will agree with this. I mean, this politics has become like a cult of personalities with the Trump dominating this personality. Uh, and, and, you know, and, and Trump is, and, you know, and Biden said, I wouldn't be running unless Trump was running. I'm the Trump slayer, you know. This is, it's just almost like a WWE, WWF wrestling was that WWF? I don't even know what it is. Or a World Wrestling Federation type of matchup with this cult of personalities. You know, we argue more and debate more about who should got in the college, who should got get gotten in the college playoffs, football playoffs, than we argue about our national debt or you know involvement in foreign wars. So this needs to be more of a robust debate. I don't think we do it on this show a good bit, but uh, this just seems like people don't want to hear the actual issues that are important. They want to say what personality you know that they're pulling for, Tojo Yamamoto or you know. Or, or Jerry Lawler, you know, in the ring. It's, it's just gotten beyond issues. All right. We'll come back to, uh, let's see, what's next? After crime, we got to talk about economics. Then we're going to talk about uh, stupid wars of choice that run up $32 trillion in debt. local Buick and GMC dealership first for new or pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. Parks Motor Sales. At Parks, professional sales staff makes shopping easy. Buick and GMC financing can put you in the vehicle you want, and certified technicians keep vehicles running great. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Go online to parksmotorsales.com. Find your favorite vehicle, then stop by Parks at 919 Nashville Highway for a test drive. Parks GMC. We are professional great. Hello, 
I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life could be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled. But then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shurex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trotwood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. Three dudes with a view, Tuesday edition. Sunny and cold out there, folks. My name is Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris is on the boards. How you doing, man? Doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you this morning? 
Good morning, Dale. Let's get um, Ron to talk about some solutions to crime when you get through introducing everybody. You know, I sort of had that on my mind myself. Uh, and uh, so let's move on, and we'll get to that. Thank you, Mr. York. Uh, native son of Columbia, favorite son of Columbia, 1977 graduate of Columbia Central High School, Ron Hart. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. And uh, Jerry Breidenbaugh, chair of the Murray County Republican Party and also a member of the Murray County Commission. Good morning, Jerry. Good morning, everybody. Special hello to uh, good friends Ron and Martha. They tell me every Sunday morning they listen religiously. Okay. <laughs> All right. Ms. York, so you, you've heard Ron saying we ought to talk about crime and what his take was. What, what, what's, your, what's your take? Well, you know, crime... Uh, there's 12 cities. Alaska is the number one in the nation, and Tennessee is number three. For what? For crime. Oh, what stat are you looking at? I'm looking at. Uh, let's see who wrote this. Rachel Maydow. No, Rachel didn't write this. Your staff. By the uh, the Ross Ross team and Joan Guide of Top Stories. You're yeah. pissing on my leg and telling they me just, it's raining. But anyway, Tennessee's got about 600 and some incidents per 100,000 people. Alaska's got about 800 and some incidents per 100,000 people. So, you know, and they talk about the fact that crime is driven by economics, education, and a whole host of other things. And Tennessee, also guns, you know, you got to kick that in. Uh, so, there are some issues on how we're going to stop crime. And it's not just in one place. It's across the state. I know uh, in Tennessee, it happens in, in some of these smaller cities, the higher, and not necessarily Nashville and Memphis. Mr. Well, most of us in those Nashville, Memphis towns, and, and I don't know if it's Alaska thing, maybe because of the lack of population out there, there's some, some – uh, mathematical anomaly that makes you know alaska higher they report more maybe there's more thefts of snowmobiles or something i don't know i can give you one reason a lot of folks that are hiding from the police go to alaska i know yeah i can see that <laughs> uh, folks, oil rig or something. i met old boy from knoxville up there yeah, i didn't ask yeah. him why he was up there but he was most folks uh, yeah, are Most folks but I think the real answer is, is is you gotta back the police at the margin. You got police have to feel like they they're backed. You know, I started this Chattanooga Police Foundation when I moved here. You the police have to know that the community has their back. Once they feel like the community, the mayor doesn't have their back, then for them to turn around a corner of a crack house or them to chase someone down an alleyway with a gun become they come become logically and, and, and reasonably uh uh you know reluctant to do it. I mean, no, they're, they're, just, they're just not going to do their, they're not but The do main their... thing is economic situation, uh, high, high poverty, unemployment are intertwined with significant populations that create uh, individuals, particularly young individuals, getting involved in crime. In Alaska, so, the highest income state, because all the oil money up there and all the men working. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Look at it. I think it is. I don't know where you get Alaska, but I don't think that's, I don't, that's well, some sort of weird Roth somebody. I don't know what they're, what they're looking at. But I think crime is primarily in major cities. You know, people are fleeing, the looting and things like that are just it's a problem. And when the cops step down, the, the criminals step up, and it's not not really good for anybody. It's not good for race relations. It's not good for the cohesive cities that, that need to get along well, and which is not good for anybody. So you know, I mean, police but, are underfunded. There's more technology now than there's ever been to catch criminals, which is good. The DNA. So there's less mistakes made, I think, on major crimes. Ron, uh, Ron, well, we, whoa, now, whoa, folks. we got to talk about the Ryan. elephant in the room here. Miss York, you know, what you're obviously trying to do is deflect away from the fact that in in our immediate area or in southern Tennessee, southern United States here, the big crime problems are Memphis and Atlanta. And you know that, no. and I know that. Memphis and Nashville for Tennessee. Memphis and Atlanta. Nashville is not... Uh, near statistically what those are. And I've practiced law in all of them. Well, I don't care where you practice law. I'm telling you what the stats say, that Tennessee is one of the third worst states for crime. Memphis has always been ranked in the top ten for violent crime for as long as I can remember in, in the country, not in Tennessee. 
And uh, Atlanta now has moved into Memphis territory. And it's not just in downtown Atlanta. It's countywide and even in adjoining counties. Now, what you've got... Georgia's rated number 12, Del. Georgia's rated number 12. Miss York. Statewide. You don't tell me that... You can have a state with with one bad city and a whole lot of population outside the city you got to look at really the cities i think more than the state. Uh, Mr. York, I mean, you've you can... got to you know and if, if it's a conversation we need to have the conversation we need to have is that in atlanta and memphis they've elected what they call these george soros district attorneys who want to defund the police and are not interested in prosecuting crime at all and you've also got in those counties it, uh, predominantly black juries, and if the victim of the crime is white, they're just not going to convict. And that's been true. That's for not a long true. Time. That's not true. Yes, no. it I is. I know a number of lawyers in Memphis. They people are convicted every day, and you know it too. That's that's just not true, Miss York. I, I well, we're I, convicting somebody in Georgia, so you know. <laughs> yeah, right. You're going to convict a white guy with an all black jury, an yeah. all black all democratic jury, with witnesses and... that witnesses that are all Republican. You know. Well, now let's let's course, confront the oh, elephant in the room. Crime. But, I mean, but back to the crime. Don't tell me that you know I should be scared in Alaska that somebody's going to rob me. That's just not the case, Mr. York. It's not not the case that I'm even scared in Nashville. Uh, and I've practiced law there a number of years. Worked there. And it really hurts the community when. They have a bad city, right? Slowly, they get looted. They loot a store. They steal from the store. They're walking out with stuff. Eventually, the store shut down. You have food deserts. You have people with less opportunity, more cost for their goods because it costs more to bring goods into a you know a militarized zone, a dangerous zone. Uh, I think Spike Lee kind of touched on it in, in uh, "Do the Right Thing," whatever about these Korean grocers in, in, in you know bad you know better parts of town. It's just not good for the community. I mean, it's very logical that that Target, and which is very liberal, obviously based off their ads and their you know top down approach, is pulling out of major cities. And uh, well, you know that's true. I mean, nobody wants crime in their stores. You want to be able to go and enjoy your livelihood. And whether you're in a big city or small city, the community has to be willing to convict these these gangbangers, these looters, these robbers in these stores. They're just not. I mean, they, well, just anybody that commits, not just gangbangers, anybody that commits a crime ought to be indicted and, and do, do time yeah, for whatever they do. Well, stuff like that, but you have finite resources. So you got to prioritize where is the victims, right? Where are the victims? Where, 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 what's important? And, you know, they, they spend a lot of time with political things. Where's the victim of Trump in New York City? Uh, they paid back the loan to Deutsche Bank. Who's the victim up there? Nobody. Hmm. This Nobody. comes. We'll see. Let the jury yeah. decide. This right, comes from. Um, yeah. This comes from real estate. There is no jury in, um, in New York. Case. This comes from realestate.usnews.com. Just to make sure all the citations are out there. And I looked up the most dangerous places in the U.S. in 2023 and 2024. Uh, guess which city's number one? Memphis. Yeah, Memphis, Memphis yeah. is the most. They're, dangerous they're always place. there right, right now. And I don't know anything about this website. I just did a real quick search, and this is what popped up. You get anywhere the, close to downtown Memphis at but night the, or the, in the daytime, you're dead. The top three are Memphis, Albuquerque, New Mexico, which I've heard is is from folks that have lived there, pretty bad place. Breaking bad. And yeah, um, well, Anchorage, yeah. Alaska. Okay, all right, Miss York, you're right. So Anchorage, there's, there's one for everybody. Now, Ron, you, you may. Know, I'm not giving. I'm not trying to build yeah. up a case against it, but that's true. You but know? Ron, you may have something to say about this because Chattanooga is listed number six. It's up there. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, yeah, I think uh-huh. Ron's committing them crimes. <laughs> yeah, maybe me. I've been. And, and I was not great. Uh, that doesn't make sense. Great. It has a. You know, Corker did not win the city when he ran for the uh, Senate. Now, Bob Corker didn't win the city of Chattanooga. And there's a lot on there you would expect. But, Del, I didn't see Atlanta, and that's what I was trying to find. And also, a lot of times, Jerry, it depends on how you define the city. For example, Atlanta is only a half million, 600,000 people. The the SMSA of Atlanta is like 6 million. So, you know, Davidson County is relatively small to to the metro national area. So there's a lot of – the devil's in the details, right, on – on how you, how you define crime in a city. Exactly. Some cities are big, some are small. And you know, the more suburban, the more suburban you go, less crime there tends to be. So. And, and going going it's back to like I challenge it's like I challenged Delk about Columbia having a high crime rate. And he's he, had to eat crow on that when I told him Highland Park was a high crime area. Well, Miss York, first of all, I mean again though, that's what your Highland Park certainly has uh 
uh, its share of crime, Mr. York. But again, what you're trying to do is point at uh, majority white areas to say. No, that, I'm just pointing at an area where crime exists. That's where the criminals go to steal, right? That's in the well, bucket. It's, it's I, not a crime I, in the bucket. I've that's been, where the money is. I've been thinking it's, back over every case that I've ever handled out of Highland Park, and they've all been black. Uh, well, I don't care what they were. They I, didn't, I didn't bring up race. Well, I just said the area in Columbia that had That's where crime goes to steal. You know, so there's no great line about this bank robber named Willie Loman. They asked him why he robbed banks. He said, because that's where the money is. That's where the money is. But, the, the uh, you know, the most shootings in Murray County happen on Woodland Street between 7th and 9th. And, I, 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 you know, the fact of the matter is, though, it's not like Memphis. You take a wrong turn in Memphis, you're dead. I mean, I, I walk downtown all the time. I walk down Woodland Street. I drive down Woodland Street at night, late at night. I've never felt uncomfortable or unsafe. Uh, and it's not. It's not. You know, mm. Maybe years ago there was a, pri- a problem there, but when we had an African-American police chief, he cleaned it up. You know, it's just, you know, I'll, I'll probably walk down through Woodland this afternoon just to get some exercise, and people are nice and friendly, and it's it doesn't feel unsafe at all. Uh, I, I drive through. The, my sister still lives right there on, down on East 9th Street, mm-hmm. and I drive through there all the time at all times of day. Never have felt unsafe uh, or threatened in any way. Uh, and so that's why I say uh, Columbia doesn't well, feel like a high-crime area at all to me. Now, yeah, but, but I, I said, but if you make, Delk, a, I was telling you about the armed guard that's walking around CPWS, and I stopped him and asked him why he was walking around. He said because they'd had incidents in the parking lot. Well, there's a lot of there's, there's a lot of stuff to steal over blades. there. These, these stores are locking up razor blades, or they're locking up you know condoms, they're locking up things that you can't get to. I mean, a lot of stores are doing that all over. I mean, you know, the the the, the razor blades are more secure than our border. Southern border. Well, there's a but lot of stuff. It's surprising for me to see an armed guard in Columbia walking around, a, you know, a building. Well, now, they, I didn't say we didn't have theft in Columbia. And certainly the Columbia Power and Water, their yards over there have got, I mean, that's, a, as Ron says, you know, that's where the money is. You know, that's that's uh, that, that's that's where the stuff. Yeah, to that, conflate that there's a lot of crime in a wealthy area it means you're, you're just trying to say the wealthy people are committing the crime. But that's not the case. Where the robbers go to rob. I mean, you know, there's a lot of wealth. There's a lot of wealthy people engaged in crime, but they just don't spend a lot of resources in that area. They spend a lot of resources so they can make headlines. You know, Uh, what what crimes are wealthy people engaged in, Mister York? Larceny, uh, drugs. You know, look at look at up in Nashville. Some of these big uh, communities that had drug uh, issues, the cops busted. You know, were they buying the drugs? No, they're they're producing and manufacturing and distributing. Sure there are cases of that, yeah, I'm, no doubt about it. But it's not it's not prevalent. I don't. I think that. All right. I think to get along to do well long term, you have to have communities that get along. The police have to be a certainty, not a not a maybe, not not a Soros funded uh, social uh, project. Mm-hmm. When's right. the last time you heard of a drug distributor, a big time drug distributor, being caught in Tennessee? Uh, last week. What about drug dealers? You see them every day. There was a church in uh, <laughs> and there was a church north of Chattanooga that was growing. It was an old church. They were growing pot inside the church. So I think that's the, the, another legal. subject. But in my view, as a libertarian, the drug on, the war on drugs is a complete waste of money. The people are going to use drugs. They're going to use drugs. I think the government's involvement in it has not helped it. It's been very uh, unfair to certain people locked up for marijuana dis- distribution. Where now it's you know it's pretty much wide open so I, I think it's very arbitrary and unnecessary and, and feeds these games for money all right here we go pray for rain and a good crop <laughs> This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Bring in the new year with Ruby's Groove at the Mule House in Columbia. Ruby's Groove is your premier outside-of-the-box 80s, 90s, and aughts tribute band. Featuring a high-energy, character-driven performance, you're not going to want to miss this one. Rock, pop, hip-hop, characters, costumes, 
and videos. For tickets and more information, go to themulehouse.com. That's themulehouse.com. See you on New Year's Eve. Alert, alert. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler Dodge Jeep or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. I wish I may, I wish I might, have the wish I wish tonight. Hello, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. We want to make all your wishes come true. Ladies, let's face it, sometimes we need to give a little help to our loved ones. Tillis Jewelry makes it easy and Christmas is right around the corner. It's the perfect time to stop by and put your favorite vintage, colored gemstone jewelry, or the all-time favorite, diamond jewelry on your wish list. Then leave the rest to us. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram for our latest creations. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Need a little extra cash for the holidays from now until christmas hiller plumbing heating cooling and electrical is giving you a 500 visa gift card when you buy select new hvac systems or receive a 250 gift card with a new tankless water heater and upgrade now with monthly payments as low as 79 dollars. visit happyhiller.com happy you'll be or the service is free call the happy face truck today This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Debbie Matthews Realtor and her husband Jason, who is a pro songwriter, also own a music publishing company. They live in historic downtown Columbia with their dogs. Dog rescue work is their passion project. They consider Middle Tennessee their backyard and their lives are full of all things Tennessee. Debbie says there is no greater honor than to help someone find a home. To be trusted with that job, there is no greater privilege. Call Debbie at the Nashville Realty Group, 615-476-3224, 615-476-3224. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. Please heed the call. Don't stand in the doorway. Don't block up the hall. For he okay, folks. Will be the one who has stalled. 
Bob Dylan's song, The Times They Are Changing, it's not Bob Dylan singing, it's Keb Moe. But it's about, Bob Dylan was chronicling, he was the balladeer of 1969, 68, 69, Martin Luther King assassinated, Robert Kennedy assassinated, uh, millions of people in the streets protesting the Vietnam War and other things. Uh, and the times were a changing. Well, so that's why I'm bringing that song back. We're back to, I think, 1969 all over again. I'm scared of what 2024. Nobody wants to go through 69 over again, but we're there. My name's Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing? Doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Good morning, Del. Healthy monologue, but people ought to do what they need to do. I'm not. Uh, let's introduce everybody. Maybe you can tell us what you mean by that. Uh, regular special guest, dude, native son of Columbia, 77 graduate of Columbia Central High School, Ron Hart. How you doing? Good morning. And you know, on, on that war thing, I think that's a little bit of a war thing. Dick Cheney's daughter, you know, Liz Cheney, she's kind of taking up the defense industry moniker. And I said recently that, that in the old days, we used to manufacture, as the United States, we used to man, manufacture arms, you know, to fight wars. Now we manufacture wars to sell arms. You know, I mean, think- and, and Mitch McConnell just openly said that, said he supports the war in Ukraine because defense industries in the 38 states are getting contracts out of it. Create yeah, jobs. It's crazy world. It's insane. All right. Mm-hmm. Jerry Bridenbaugh, uh, chair of the Murray County Republican Party, uh, member of the Murray County Commission. Welcome, Jerry. Good morning, everybody, on this beautiful Tuesday morning. Uh, and just to throw in on, on what Ron was saying, that goes back to uh, President Eisenhower's warning to President Kennedy when, he, Kennedy when he came into office, and he was the first one to use the term military-industrial complex. And boy, was he right. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see where we start. You know, I want to conclude. I, I don't want to reopen this conversation, but, well, maybe maybe it does. Um, well, no, Mr. York, you went first. You you, you, made, you had a comment there. Yeah, let's, I was just saying people, people got to do what they got to do. I mean, in 69, created changes, and people started to adjust, and changes are always taking place in this nation, and people need to adjust and stop being so illiterate about what needs to take place. We need to work toward helping this society improve on every every end. And when you want to just do it your way, that's not in a multicultural society with different things going on. You've got to find a standard that everybody can work toward. Well, I mean, Mr. York, you saying so you saying don't worry about assassinations and millions in the streets? I'm saying don't worry about assassinations because that's extreme. I don't think everybody's thinking about assassinating anybody. Yeah, it might happen, but I'm, I hope it doesn't. But uh, that's not that's not where this country's going. We'll see. Time will tell. Um, I don't think it's unreasonable at all to be fearful of that, though. It might not yeah, they, happen. They arrested but... somebody for trying to kill Vivek uh, Ramaswamy recently. He, he got you know they tried to get him. I think today the technology is a lot better, and they they do a lot better job of protecting people. We really haven't had an assass- assassination done in America since what? What uh, Bobby Kennedy was? It was, it was since then? I or George remember. Wallace? Maybe Ray, Ray, Reagan. Reagan got shot. Obviously, I guess yeah. an, an yeah. attempted Hinkley. assassination. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know I mean, I don't know that we are going to have assassinations or millions in the streets, but I don't think it's unreasonable to fear that we will at this point. And we spend it's a lot of money possible. to keep it from It's happening. always possible because people, well, you know, everybody's got gun, a gun or a weapon now, so it's always possible. I think it's more likely than it's been in a long time, since 1969. Uh, let's wind back, though, to that and sort of finish off because Ron's got two other things he wants to talk about. But, uh, you know, what's happening in Memphis and in Atlanta is you have these district attorneys that have been elected who – promise not to prosecute crime to uh they they're what they call george soros da's and they run on a platform of of not prosecuting anybody and defunding the police and then even if in those areas even if they were to prosecute somebody juries most often are just not going to convict in those areas so i mean those memphis and and atlanta are getting the uh 
you know, the, the, you can just say the crime they want or the crime they deserve, but they're getting the they're getting what they vote for. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of police tell me too, Mister York can speak to this that in the African American community, it is frowned upon to snitch to tell the police that hey, this guy Jeff did it or or Bob did it over here or whatever. There's a, there's a code. I guess it comes from distrust of the police, maybe. I don't know what it is, but they have to think beyond that because if you don't get these criminals out of your neighborhood, it, it gets worse, right? You sense, Mr. York, there's still a code not to snitch to the police about a neighbor, an African-American community? Well, there's still a blue code. You know, a blue code exists. Don't snitch on bad cops. You know, and, and here lately we've experienced in black communities or communities in general, not just black communities, the cops have violated the civil rights of so many citizens and killed so many, particularly African-Americans. And that that's still curious to me where we always they always kill the African-American, but they can negotiate and talk to someone who's not African-American. Always kill them. I think your stats are on that. too. If you look well, at the- most of the time, let me put it most of the time. Most of the time, like always and, and we got a typical that's, example. That's the problem right there. It, and it's the not view. just black. It's not just black on 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 white or white on. Look what happened in Memphis with Ty, the, the the Tyree guy. Yeah, had a whole squad of black policemen that killed him. Yeah, I think he was sleeping with somebody's wife or something. That was retribution. No, no, doubt about that it. wasn't retribution. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yes, they came out. Absolutely. That was just a goon squad because I know attorneys that have had cases against those guys in the past. Yeah. Well, and the thing that would happen too when a lot of the police, you know, back down with George Floyd and all these situations where the policemen were going to jail, they they don't get quite the applicants they need, and when they don't get the applicants they need, they have to take lower lower quality applicants who, who someone argued that some there's a group of the police force in Memphis that are, that are kind of sponsored by the gangs that kind of have a proxy in there because it, the standards have gone so low to be a policeman. But, but back to your question, Ron, is there a code in the black community? Now you want to, you have to look at what happens in the black community. Are the police coming there to assist or are they coming there to shoot and kill or harm somebody? And that's been the history. No, that's been that's been the history. They do more harm sometimes when you call the police than than they do good because uh, they got the blue coat. Ah, uh, well, Mr. York, say what you. I mean, I, I've seen the yes, Ron. I've seen case after case after case where, uh, you know, uh, black people will not come forward with their testimony even if they're eyewitnesses, and the reason really though is that. They fear retribution, uh, and they have a legitimate fear of retribution. Uh, and, and just like the cops, they fear retribution of their own fellow officers. Well, and, but that's a, and that's it takes a very, one bad cop to mess up a department. That's just a very one. real thing, and there's not a lot that law enforcement can do to protect a witness. You know, we we can't give them. You know, we can't put a witness in an ordinary crime of you know the witness protection program, and we can't give them twenty four hour guard. And the truth of the matter is. If they testify, they go right back into the same neighborhoods where they witnessed the crime, and it's not going to go well for them. So, right. I think the, I think the African American community has to think broader than that. I think they have to think about okay, if we keep harboring people, we don't testify, we don't put the game bangers away, we don't put the troublemakers away. What it means for your community, right? We, so, we need to I also you, stop hiring bad cops. Okay, well, no one goes out and hires a bad cop purposely. They, you know, there's well, you know, they just turn bad, I guess. When they get a gun and a badge, they well, just you, turn bad. The that takes you back so to what? Few. In Columbia, Tennessee, not, we've got great police folks. I mean, we we have a great professional police force. Now, what you get though is what Ron was talking about earlier. You get to Atlanta and Memphis. Police are not appreciated. They're hated. They're frowned upon. They're sued. They're often prosecuted. So nobody no. wants to be a policeman. It's not that, Dale. Yes, the it is. The trust level is zero for a lot of police departments in big cities because of past history of what police departments have done in well, black communities. Tomato, tomato. So they're 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 prosecuted for crimes. They're not trusted. They're spat upon. They're not supported. So who wants that? Who wants that job? You know. All right, let's right. move you on. Have a very you have a very moral district attorney because actually in Soros, he was smart to do this. I mean, to run for Senate in Georgia is a billion dollars. To run for DA in Chattanooga or Nashville is $250,000. <clears> They're very powerful. They can you know, they can arrest whoever they want. They can prosecute what they want. They they control the gate 
to the court system. They can get decided to go after Trump as they did in New York, real liberal left-wing cities. There are Soros prosecutors like New York and in D.C. area, whatever, you know, they're getting Trump. I mean, they can decide what to prosecute, and, they, and it could be Armageddon. It can really tear the fabric of a town when fundamental rape, robbery, and uh, harmful uh, crimes are not prosecuted, uh, and, and political agendas are. It's just, Don't they it's have the, defense lawyers? Don't they have defense lawyers, Ron? Of course they have defense lawyers. So do, so do well, criminals. Well, defense lawyers get them out, lawyers. you know? Yeah, but that's the, pro- the process is the punishment, Mr. York. You know that. I mean, you, you, if you want to arrest somebody, it's the whole thing. If you want to follow somebody, policeman follows you around for 500 miles, they'll find a reason to arrest you. Same thing that the, the guy in uh, the, uh, the the head of the um, the brown shirts in, for Germany said, you know, find me, point to the man, or Stalin, it was Stalin's guy, said, point to the man, I'll, I'll tell you the crime. It's just it's what's becoming America. So we lose faith in the system. And it's just not good. I mean, it's yeah, just we, not we good. got two tier system. We got two tier, a three tier, a four tier system. Why do you say it's two tier? Because people that can afford to hire real sophisticated lawyers get off with little or nothing, and people who can't get a public defender and they take a plea bargain. Well, I don't think it's totally I've bad. heard that. I, I think that's an overgeneralizing the crime. Maybe the the real answer. That's an overgeneralization. You're exactly right, Jerry. The, the public defenders we have here, uh, Travis Jones's office, and, and the assistants who work, for, the assistants who work for him are first rate. Absolutely, I didn't first say rate. Columbia. I said in general, in many areas, the, the less than fortunate don't have money to get a sophisticated lawyer, so they do time. I think that's way overbroad, and I, I practiced law down in Memphis as an assistant public defender yeah. for three Didn't years. Didn't help the Murdals in South Carolina. Yeah, I think that's I think that's way overbroad. Um, I didn't see that in Memphis. All right, we're getting toward the end here. The last thing, Ron, I'm going to skip skip economics. Let's talk about stupid wars of choice that run up thirty two trillion dollar deficits. Uh, that's your yeah. third topic that you think Americans ought to be talking about. You know, we got seven trillion to ten trillion. Depends on you know, no one can do the accounting with the Pentagon. They can't even do their own accounting. They don't pass audits, which should terrify people. That's a sub. That's a sub part of this that section. The fact that Pentagon's allowed this to go willy nilly, and that's why there's so many so much hesitancy for people going to Ukraine, a broadly corrupt comp- country. Uh, you know that 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 can't even get NATO because they're so corrupt. We don't know where our money's going over there. So people, it's, it's fair to ask. Hey, where's our money going? And that yeah. comment I made earlier, we used to manufacture arms we're getting to fight clo- wars. Now we've manufactured wars to, to sell arms. We're getting close and to the end. big arms dealer. Yeah, Jerry, what what, what do you what? think about more money for Ukraine, Jerry? I understand part of the logic behind it because Ukraine is one of the largest grain producers in the world. But on the flip side of that, the the logic that I agree with most is – it's it's in Europe. It's a European country. It's in Europe's backyard, and we shouldn't be funding the entire war. If we help at all, it should be a minor contribution. Um, but this is this is their war of independence. Now we as as a in the Revolutionary War, we solicited financial help from the Dutch and others from France in order to help us. Um, should we give them money? Not billions of dollars. I don't agree with. I don't agree with that. Unaccountably, uh, there are. Well, you lukewarm on that, huh, Jerry? Well, I, I, there's a humanitarian <laughs> point to it, but I do not agree. You know, America is a superpower, and with a, as a superpower, there is some responsibility, um, but there's not a responsibility to defend every nation on the face of the planet. Okay, we'll see you tomorrow, we don't folks. China.